I would rather grow slowly than scale when I'm not ready for that. Let's say yeah. in an agency business, you know, if you take on more clients than you can actually provide the quality service, you will lose clients and you will lose their reputation. You're listening to the Ecom Exits podcast with your host, Nate Ginsberg. Learn the best tips and tactics to improve profits, cash flow, and maximize your e-commerce business value on the way to a successful exit. Welcome to the show. Hello and welcome back, podcast listeners. I'm joined today by Clytus from Lithuania, brand performance manager and consultant. And Clytus has amazing story. He's 22 years old, but has been working with Amazon for already over six years, has his own agency and uh, one of their clients, he helped take from 50K a month in sales to over $1 million a month in sales in just seven months and while keeping 40% margin. So Clytus has awesome career so far and excited to have him on the show to hear more about all his uh, tips, tricks, secrets. And um, so yeah, Clytus, thanks for joining us. Uh, thanks for having me. It's, uh, it's a pleasure. And uh, hello to all your listeners. I'm really, really excited to be here. <laughs> yeah, thanks. We're, we're excited too. So yeah, I mean, so 22 years old, working with Amazon already for six years. So yeah. How did you get started working with Amazon? When I guess if you do the math, you must, I guess what, you were 14? I was about six, 16, uh, yeah. something like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. So my parents, they're business people and one of their business is manufacturing. So they manufacture very specific products and they distribute those products all around the world. They are the biggest manufacturer in that very small particular niche uh, with the biggest assortment, with the best quality, et cetera, et cetera. And they decided that, you know, they have to be innovative to keep going, to keep up with the competition, they started to look into e-commerce. And basically in that company, they didn't have anyone who was dedicated to e-commerce. And this wasn't, or this didn't seem as a big enough prospect for them to open up an entire department. So I was 16, I was good at English. I was good at math. I was, I was, I think I was bright. And still I had that entrepreneurship spark, let's say. And they asked me to help them with their e-commerce. By the way, I had no idea. I never even bought anything online at that time. So we started with Amazon, eBay, Etsy, and it kind of just took off from there. And Amazon, Amazon was the biggest revenue uh, generator. And then well, and the biggest profit generator in general. In two years, we hit seven figures in total. And from that point, we kind of realized that it is a very prospective additional income channel for the business. And we generally kind of focused on that. And I personally started like that. I started with my family business. And a few years after I finished school, after I voluntarily finished military service, and I started college, then I simply, I realized that all that knowledge that I gathered and all the skills that I gathered in three years of working with my family's business, which like we had 400 SKUs, like we were in the peak season, we were doing half a million dollars a month and um, kind of all the information that I have, all the practice that I had for me, it just seemed very normal, like to know, like all the casual things, you know, nothing, nothing interesting, everything, like everyone knows that common knowledge. And then I started speaking in meetups in Lithuania. I started sharing my knowledge in the group and apparently people really enjoyed that. And that's how my journey kind of started. 
All right. And so from there, so you were started managing with your family's account and were seeing success with that and learning, obviously, from your own experience and then starting to share more about what's working and and kind of just your own experience, just kind of uh, at locally stuff in Lithuania. And then is that is that what then led into now the brand management and consulting? Or I guess, how and when did you shift into that? Yeah, so generally, yeah, that's right. So Obviously, since I've been working like for three years with only one brand, one product, I didn't have that much expertise as I have right now, having worked with literally thousands of different products. So when I started, I really just started, I started not really expecting anything in return. So I just started sharing my story, started generally sharing technical posts and technical information about, you know, what what I do on the daily basis. And people really appreciated that. And they started coming to me for generally for advice for, you know, to solve technical problems, to set up their PPC. Like in the first half year when I, you know, let's say went public in the first half year, most of my work was either consulting or very small technical tasks. Like I I was spending most of my time like doing very, very small, tiny things, just helping the community, helping everyone that I could. Obviously not for free, I, I, I was paid for my time. And uh, as I did more and more consulting, as I did more and more technical you know, solutions to people, my knowledge increased because I've, I've seen more and more products. I've seen more and more problems, more and more situations, and it all compounded. Then uh, I think after half a year, I dropped out of university. Computer science was not for me. Uh, I had to concentrate on my business at that point. Then I started working with my first clients. Then I had more clients and it just it was a very progressive growth. So there, there was no scaling. There's no, you know, overnight success. It was, there was a lot of hard work. There's a lot of, I had to prove myself to, to my clients, to the new clients that came in to, for me for account management services. And with most of them, like we really got great results where the capabilities of the company actually allowed us to. So that was pretty much it. And I now I've been featured in, in most of the media outlets and most ra- local radios and TV and all that stuff in Lithuania. So after that, I think it was about a year and a half ago, I realized and after a lot of traveling, a lot, a lot of conferences, a lot of speaking with other agencies, I was managing, I think about five or six clients and I, I was only myself and I was doing everything by myself. Like I was working tirelessly. I had no help. And after speaking with a lot of people, I realized that, well, if I wanted to be like a real business, a normal business, I have to dedicate tasks, which was one of the hardest things for me to do. So then I not really hired, but I had a new teammate who joined my team and we started working together in those accounts. And after some time, we had more people joining up. And generally, that's how it it became from a one man show to, to an actual agency. And now we're managing multiple clients, which we've grown over multiple seven figures now. It's a great story. And it's, uh, I love that it's, it's, it's very organic. And that's kind of like, yeah. I think a lot of, yeah, like the dots connect looking back sort of thing. And, you know, you started in this and that led to this. And then someone yeah. asked for this and someone asked for this. It was very um, progressive. There's, there was no, there was no rushing. There was no, you know, no one came to me and said, okay, you know, Clydeus, you know, here's 10 grand or here's 100 grand, you know, get more people, scale this agency. You know, I, I was doing everything very conservatively, organically. And one of the things that I really, not per se fear, but I understand well, is that 
it's not that hard to scale a business, but if you're scaling and you are not ready for that scale, the business is going to go down. Mm -hmm. So in my personal business, this is how I'm, I'm, you know, structuring everything. I would rather grow slowly than scale when I'm not ready for that. Because mm -hmm. let's say yeah. in an agency business, you know, if you take on more clients than you can actually provide the quality service, you will lose clients and you will lose their reputation. Mm -hmm. so that's the, you know, the reason in the agency business. On Amazon business, if you start scaling, you will go out of stock. If you're not ready for that, if you don't have the cash flow, you will fail. So mm -hmm. I think it, in general, like this rules, rule kind of applies in general business that you don't want to scale too fast if you're not ready and if you don't have the proper structure in place. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally agree with you on that. And that's something, I mean, I've been involved. I had my own FBA business that I sold a couple of years ago and then now more involved in agencies. And like, yeah, on the FBA side, actually, we kind of were scaling too fast. I mean, was able to end up, it ended up, we had a good outcome. We sold the business, yeah. but like, but yeah, that also caused, you know, a whole bunch of problems and cash right. flow and this and that. And yeah, on the agencies now that I've been involved with for the last few years, like on our quarterly planning, like every quarter, the, the first priority is just like, do good work for our clients. Don't drop the ball, you know, serve them, whatever their needs, like be able to help number one is like the foundation exactly. and like everything else is secondary. And so, exactly. you know, that, that could mean not, taking on more than you can manage because, you know, the first priority and the goal is just like do good work. You know, that's number one. Yeah. So agree with that approach. Also just curious, you mentioned when you were starting with like technical tasks, like what do yeah. you mean? Like what's an example? Uh, you know, um, you need to connect a variation or someone's ASIN has been blocked or suspended or they have no idea what happened and they don't know what to do. I'm setting up PPC campaigns, maybe sometimes optimizing them. I actually have currently a few clients which with whom I literally worked since 2018. But like mm -hmm. I helped them with consulting, I helped them with setting up their PPC campaigns and I watched them grow to the revenues where it made sense for them to come to us as, you know, as a client for an agency. So it generally was like small technical tasks with flat files, seller support, solving problems, yeah. you know, listing suspended, you need to do something. And, and the seller usually, you know, they have no idea what to do. And since I kind of navigate really, really naturally in the Amazon seller central and advertising side, it was kind of all these small tasks. Sure. It sounds like or were most of your or are most of your clients now like organically from Lithuania? Most of my clients are from the US and UK, actually. Oh. I, I, I don't want to say a third, maybe a fourth of my clients are Lithuanian organically. I don't really, you know, need it to advertise because everything was Organic. a client comes. <laughs> Sometimes they have to wait a bit till we're ready, but we just always make sure that, you know, we have enough space for them. So. I don't know. Everything is, was kind of very organic. They're coming from Lithuania. They kind of find me through my groups, through media um, in the US, in, in Sweden, in Germany, in the UK. I even found some clients in Thailand from Hong Kong. So it's kind of as, as I go through life, go through conferences, trade shows, I put myself out there. Yeah. It generally so, just happens. So that's how you connected with your clients from around the world was conferences or events or stuff like exactly. that exactly and, and there are a few that just found me on facebook <laughs> just found me on facebook posting in 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 other facebook groups and I, I do sometimes write some technical posts that i post without really any expectations it mm -hmm. just kind of 
you you want to see if, if if other people you know approve that and let's say i write up a ppc strategy or general ppc strategy that i would use with with most accounts without generalizing if unless that's you know needed because as a rule and uh, just wanted to see how people react and you know if they try it out and how it works for them and sometimes you know sellers they see those types of posts and they you know they see that yeah, okay i have experience and, th <laughs> and they, they want more help yeah they want to go on a call they want to you know see see what we can actually do and you know working together and and that's how it organically happens nice and uh so okay so with your agency now like what kind of scope do you guys usually cover or what like yeah what do you guys would you say best at or what, what do people come to you for and what are you delivering for them what we do is amazon account management like that's that's the very broad name so mainly 80% it's PPC. Like it's it's always 80%. It's it's always PPC because if you want to grow the business, like Amazon business, you have to focus on that. The other 20% is usually the strategic side. You know, how should we approach the product launching? How should we approach the KPIs that we set? How do we solve problems with seller support? So we solve problems with seller support. We do the technical tasks for the listings that are needed, putting all the pieces together. So, for example, we don't do copywriting or infographics. We don't do graphic design, but we have other agencies and people that we work with for those things. We don't do translations, for example. For that, we go to Yana Krekis from ILT Translations, right? We don't do copywriting. We go to, to Chelsea from Badass Copy Builders. But my, my part and my agency's part is to help the seller and help the business grow on Amazon. And we pull all the dots together we put all the puzzle pieces together to make sure that we're doing everything that is at the abilities and the scope that the company and the client can manage or you know that we can manage for them and we kind of try to put everything together to, to grow their business as it needs to be grown so 80 percent is ppc 20 percent is all the other stuff in there Nice. Yeah, that uh, makes sense. And, and I'm also, uh, I'm an investor partner in um, an Amazon PPC agency called uh, AMZ Pathfinder. I don't know if you've seen mm. Brent. I mean, he's Oh like, yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, great guy. I love uh, him. Yeah, he is. I mean, he's like the best guy. Yeah, not, I mean, not surprised you guys are uh, know each other. But, um, but yeah, like, I mean, that business has been doing amazing as well. And like PPC is a great service as an agency. It's critical. It really can make a difference, you know, doing yeah, it yeah, well absolutely. versus not doing it well. And it's something that like an agency is actually, you know, we talked about this a little bit before, I think when we started before started recording, but like you with the insight that you have working with, you know, a bunch of different accounts and yeah, the experience you get, the insight you get from that is probably, you know, like the quality and your you know expertise is going to be higher than if they just like hire, you know, uh, individual manager, like yeah. that doesn't get the same exposure. And then, I mean, recurring revenue service. So it's like, you know, just from a business yeah, model perspective, like. Absolutely. From the approach that, you know, we take, um, I also had to figure out which way I want my business to go to. It was definitely, you know, a thought to the only PPC service, but I kind of realized that if I want to bring the best results, I would rather help the seller and consult the seller on, not on PPC tasks as well, and just generally account management. And we don't really do only PPC. Like that, that's not, we don't even offer that package. Uh, you know, if, if, if a seller, they only want to do PPC, usually they, you know, have someone in house doing that. But the seller, when they come to us, we take the PPC part definitely, but 
we take the strategy part, we take the off PPC part. And the most important thing is, you know, one of the reasons the clients come to us is that we help them save a lot of time. We can spend an hour on one task where the seller would have spent like five or six hours because we just have been through those those specific tasks like hundreds of times so you know obviously there are different situations but let's say you know recently we started working with a seller that is doing 150,000 euros a month in germany and they have about 700 listings there's a lot of variations and if you're working with 700 listings you have no idea how many technical problems there are we spent two months only on fixing up the listings interface, like all the variations, changing the brand names, changing the SKUs to what it was needed, like just fixing everything from within. And uh, that's a huge part in the business. Like you want everything to be clean and structurized and you want everything to be as easy to understand as possible. For example, when you want to sell the Amazon business, having Mm -hmm. a proper SKU structure, it incredibly helps. Having properly set up listings that you know if you have mm-hmm. 700 listings and they are from the same brand similar products and you know, all a lot of variations you know you want to make sure that everything is clean connected you have all the spaces filled in, all, all the back end properly filled in mm-hmm. you know all the variation types properly made all the browse nodes there's there's a lot of yeah. technical stuff in there yeah, so yeah. and I, I generally just found that we can deliver better results while working on the whole account and focusing on sure. the client's business in general then only PPC. And that, that's kind of the reason why we're you going that, the way that we yeah. are. Yeah, yeah, it makes yeah. sense. And I mean, and you know, while PPC in itself is obviously impactful, it's like nothing operates in a vacuum. And so everything's related. And and so, yeah, to be able yeah, to help. We, we always stuff. make sure, you know, we, we can make sure and kind of control the conversion as well. If, if you're a PPC agency, and I, I think I talked with this about with brands, because uh, we do, like when we meet up in, in conferences, we talk about PPC and the strategies oh, that we use. And yes. for example, I know, I know that, MZ Pathfinder, like they also, you know, consult the seller on the conversion on, you want to make sure that you have good right. listing images and everything. We, I, I'm not sure what their exact approach is. For example, for, for example, how we work is we really go deep into that. Like we go in deep into that. We talk with people who create infographics. We really, really make sure that, you know, we have the, the best conversion possible. And we work with the seller on that. Yeah. I mean, it's like, if you're sending all this traffic to a listing, but it's not converting, you know, it's like, it's everyone's problem. You know, it's like, it's not going to be successful. Uh, yeah. Like the things are connected. And, and so, yeah. So question. So you've been running your agency, it sounds like for a couple of years. And yeah. uh, what is the, what's the vision, you know, so say three years into the future, what vision do you have for the the direction you want to keep going in with, with your agency? Well, for the agency itself, we do want to keep going. We do want to keep growing, building up a portfolio of sellers, as many as possible success stories. I don't have a very you know specific uh, revenue or money wise goals. I do. I just want to create an incredibly experienced team of people, and I know for a fact that my team will be the biggest concentration of Amazon experts in the whole country. Uh, And I know that for a fact, because I will be training them all myself and generally just want to create an amazing team that can deliver incredible results. And in three years, who knows, we might be one of the top Amazon account management agencies. Mm -hmm. I don't really know. Generally, I, I do feel that I look at life with, with a lot of positivity and I think everything you're doing, like it should be fun or, you know, you looked at at the positive way and it's, it's all about, you know, that good energy, that good vibe, good results and quality communication with the, with the team, with the clients and 
generally, you know, just just having some fun with the work that we're doing. And mm -hmm. I think I don't think in three years that's going to change. <laughs> I mean, I hope not. I mean, I think continuing to do things that are fun is important in business. I don't know. Like, I don't want to have a business that I don't enjoy. Right? And like, exactly. it's not know, about like, the money. Right. Well, I mean, money's a part of it, but there's, you know, there's other pieces that are also important. Yeah. And it's like, not only about money and like money without no, money. The, money is incredibly important. Like, you know, we're all in business because it's generating money. Like that's the reason for business and you know, capitalism. Like we're not altruists, you know, everyone's charging, everyone has to make a living. But after some point, for example, in my right, like right now situation, like I'm making good enough money. And even if I wanted, I could retire and not do anything else. But it's, it's about, you know, I don't know. There's something about helping other businesses grow and helping other people grow. And I do have quite a lot of clients that are not corporations that are smaller sellers that have family, family businesses. And it's something else to see, you know, when you can, you start working with a seller, one man show him, him and his wife, and you, you bring their business from literally, you know, 1000 pounds in, 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 in profit a month to 20 K profit a month. And you see, you know, they're building their house now. They're planning to get, you know, to, to have children. They're growing their, their business. They're growing their livelihood. And you, and you literally see that you, with your actions, you have literally changed someone else's life. If, yeah, obviously, amazing. like I, I'm getting my part in, in financially from that as well. Like I'm part of that. But you see the impact that the work you're doing has. And I think that's, that's also one of the reasons why I continue growing my business and I continue investing in my team, continue, you know, growing my clients and getting new clients. I think, I think that's also one of the important parts. Yeah, yeah totally. I mean, I love to hear that and, and, and totally agree. And it's, it's, it's so true. I mean, you know, the, the financial aspect is one component, but like, yeah. I know for, for me personally, and like, I've, I've thought a lot about this stuff, like over my career and, you know, what's important and, and, you know, what do I enjoy and, how am I going to live a good life? And you know, what are the exactly. parts that make up a good life? And one thing that for sure is super important, two things that are related. So one is like working with people that you genuinely like and get excited about working yeah. with and whether that, you know, whoever it is you're working with, you know, business, you're, you're in service, right? I mean, you're working yeah. with someone and like, you know, it should be with a person that you actually enjoy exactly. is one thing. And then the other part that you mentioned is like, yeah, the actual like impact and service and, and like that's that's so critical for you know fulfillment. And um yeah, something also I was chatting to a friend of mine yesterday, a really, really rich, and um we were talking about, you know, there there's different currencies in life. And so like there, you know, there's different currencies that matter. There's yeah. you know, there's financial currency, which is one currency, there's also time currency, fulfillment currency, status, you know, currency. Yeah. And like, you know, when you're looking at, at a business, both like what you're providing and what you're receiving, like there's these multiple currencies that all can be valuable. And yeah, I mean, it sounds like you've realized some of these things as well. And that's, and, that's you know. an interesting concept. Yeah, I like that. I, <laughs> yeah, I've, I've never right. thought about it this way, but it, it does make sense. It makes a lot of sense. I think I came across it, you know, in some like sales training program, something that, uh, but yeah, but it's important, I mean, for a couple of reasons, but like for the people that you're working with to understand, you know, what currencies matter the most to them because yeah. it's different and some it's like, oh, just the money or some it's like, oh, like, you know, the time currency is really what it is or they want help. Yeah. That's, that's true. That's true.
Yeah. So you've been doing this, working with more people, you're enjoying it. It's going well. What are the challenges that you're facing with your agency in terms of, yeah, continued growth and progress? Uh, so I guess this is the challenge that literally almost every agency faces and it's finding a plus team to work with you. And uh, it's not per se, you know, difficult. Like I, I do quite a lot of interviews to find people and we have a good list of really, really incredible people that we will start working with soon. But the thing is, for example, in my business model, in the one that I exactly do, and we talked about this before the podcast a bit, I train people myself or my team does. We train everyone. So no one really joins my team who's already incredibly experienced. We find really good-hearted people who are motivated to work, who are motivated, like they have similar vision and, and values that we have. We train them all the technical aspects. And if we manage to find the right person, they learn incredibly quickly. And like our two or three months bootcamp that every single person goes through within the company, like it's brings more it creates experts like in those three months people learn more than i learned in my three years working mm -hmm. you know on myself because we really really push them really push them hard and but we we train everyone so the training process it is quite expensive for us in terms of time and money wise as well uh since we don't take or like most people that join us they aren't you know experienced amazon sellers per se and so that process takes time and finding the people who would be fit for the job before they, you know, because they're not Amazon sellers, they don't really know exactly, you know, if that job or, or this particular work is fulfilling for them, if they would like to be doing that, you know, for the following several years, even more. I think that's the biggest challenge. And we are actively hiring constantly new people. And every single month, we usually have at least one person joining our team that we begin training. And once we get a bit more capacity for training, we train more. So mm -hmm. that part, like right now, we are really, really focused on our inner structure, our SOPs, our inner team, training everyone to make sure that we can not only properly, you know, with quality manage our current clients, but the ones that are constantly coming in. So we mm -hmm. do, I try to not scale too fast so I can... Uh, you know, train my team properly or the new team to manage the new clients that do come in. So oh. there, there is a lot of balance to find, but mm. to find the right people and train them, I think that's the biggest challenge yeah. that we are going through right yeah. now. Sure. So, so what uh, I'm curious about this, uh, you, you called it the onboarding boot camp or something <laughs> like a three, like what? Yeah. I mean, tell me about that. Like, what does that look so, like? Like what kind of, you know, training yeah. do you, do you put your people through? Yeah. So I do have a couple courses in Lithuanian. So like in our in-house team, we only only hire Lithuanians because like all the operation is in Lithuanian. So they firstly go through the courses. There's the technical course, like 17 hours. There's a lot of content there. There's a lot to, for them to learn. So they go through the theory first. Are these like courses that you put together oh, or that I, like... Yeah, it's me. It's me. Like I, I, ah, I put so them together. You... Like they are available to buy for Lithuanians because it's in Lithuania. Ah, so, you, so you created courses for the Lithuanian market and exactly. that is 
some of the parts of the onboarding. That's the, first, is, that's, that's the part that's the part that they have to go before they join our team. Like before the actual, you know, before we spend any time with them, they have to go through the first course. Then there's the 15 or 16 hour PPC course. So 16 hours only about PPC, like all the strategy, all the technical stuff with PPC. And they usually go through some modules like several times. So once they've done that, they join the team. The first month is a lot, a lot of grunt work. There's a lot of technical work. There's They're basically a virtual assistant, but in-house. So they're doing a lot of copy-pasting, a lot of Excel work, a lot of just manual work that uh, you know takes a lot of time. So they try to save as much time as possible for the teammates while learning the technical basics. So that's the first month. The second month, they go to either PPC, all the more expensive or more, more difficult tasks. So they always have a mentor in the team. This is the person who is dedicated to help them with all the questions. So during the second month, they get more difficult tasks as they gain the team's trust to, you know, complete those difficult tasks. So then, you know, the PPC side comes in, then different problem solving with solar support comes in. The third month, usually we get them a bit more freedom and practice to pick their tasks and they start getting tasks from the entire team. So anyone in the team who needs some help. After those three months, literally people are probably spending like 10 hours a day, if not more. But after those three months, they can properly work with us. Like then they can actually create much more value uh, than, you know, like a virtual assistant. Because then they can think independently. They can solve problems independently. So that's the, that's that's kind of the process that every single person that comes into the team goes through. Mm -hmm. If we're training a strategic manager, so we every single account that comes into us, they get a dedicated strategic manager and a dedicated technical manager. So if we're training a strategic manager, after about four or five months, uh, we start, like once a smaller client comes in that shouldn't be too difficult, then we're kind of, in a way, holding hands, you know, and helping them onboard that client themselves, helping them put in the proper structure, training them through practice. So 95% of the training is practice. Like you need the theory to talk with a team and to understand what they're asking you for. But what it comes down to is grunt work. It's grunt work. There's no other way to say that. Yeah, but that's how they they learn and get up to speed. And it, it's a great process that you guys have. And clearly, or it sounds like it's working well. And It is. And yeah, and it's something that like, I know the Amazon agency space is, it's getting more competitive for talent. You know, fortunately, yeah. like there's a ton of demand. And so, I mean, I, you know, your agency's doing well. My agency's doing, like, I know a ton of agencies that are doing yeah, well. Yeah. And like, that's great. It doesn't but, seem like there's competition in terms of agencies because there's, right. well, there's there, a lot of right. demand. Right. Because there's so much demand. But where where I think there is actually, you know, where there's more competition or the challenge is around, you know, getting good, experienced account managers and talent yeah. that, and so, and so the thing, and like, like, I know, I mean, even I was, um, chatting with a friend who runs job rack. It's this like a, it's a recruitment service thing, uh, specializing in Eastern Europe. And he was, I, I was talking to him like, Oh, like, you know, do you have PPC people, ex you know, experience PPC people, you know, on, on your platform. And he said that there was even like some agency approached him and was just like, I want to, every Amazon PPC experienced person that you come across, I want to hire. And he's just like, I, this is what I'll pay. Like, you know, trying to get like in front of, get up all the supply. 
And, uh, and yeah. And so, I, I mean, I like what you said you've done around building the process so you can train people, you know, take people that are less experienced and put them through the process to get them trained so that they are experienced is a good long-term solution. All right, Clytus, and thanks so much for coming on and joining us. And we'll get links to any of your, yeah, to your business and uh, how people can contact you in the show notes. Thanks for having me. This has been the Ecom Exits podcast with Nate Ginsberg. If you're enjoying the Ecom Exits podcast, show your support by subscribing, rating, and reviewing this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. This will help other smart entrepreneurs find us. We appreciate your support. We have a new episode every week on the Ecom Exits podcast. So catch you next time.